0: This is the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast with Mike Kinnett, a financial planner and estate planning attorney with a master's degree in taxation, and Ryan Herbert, financial
1: and tax planner and six-time five-star wealth management award winner. Now, the Savvy Investor Podcast. So we come to you guys for a little guidance, a little understanding of what in the world is happening. And if you study the history of the stock market, Things tend to be a little soft in the summer as we're going into that now. Uh, The trend is known as the June swoon. And speaking to Fox Business Investment Strategist, Sam Stovall says that you might have a little bit more volatility and have to take a little bit more caution over the next couple of months here with the stock market. I think we didn't do enough penance in the most recent correction. So if we get back to break even, like a whale going up for air, I think we head right back down again. Usually the third quarter is the most challenging, and watch out for September. Watch out for September. The third quarter is the most challenging, like a whale going up for air. (laughs) A lot of great words there. But Mike, what does that mean to that person that's saving for retirement or perhaps already in retirement that doesn't want the risk? What's that old saying, sell in May and go away,
0: right? I mean, the June swoon, but you got to sell in May before you you get hit by that swoon, right? Absolutely.
1: So, So what do we do about that?
0: Well, hopefully you have a plan that it doesn't matter, right? I mean, hopefully you're in a situation where you've sat down, you've created a plan. I mean, the problem with these ups and downs of the market is that if you go back and look over time, and even if you include 82 to 99, which I think completely uh, misrepresents the overall market, you know, going back over time, about every seven years... We have a forty percent. I think it's thirty-eight point nine on average, but mm-hmm. we have a forty percent drop every seven years. So clearly, you know, the the bottom of the market last time was two thousand and nine. Uh March of two thousand and nine was the bottom of the market. So clearly we're way overdue for a drop, for a swoon, for a for a, a correction, for whatever you wanna call it. We're we're way overdue. So hopefully you've learned your lesson from two thousand to 2009, 2010, that it does not make sense to not have a plan. You have to have a plan that says, look, if the market is gonna go crazy, if we're gonna have a correction, if we're gonna have a sideways market, whatever it is, that my income, the money that I need to live on, cannot be impacted by it. I cannot afford to take a pay cut. I mean, imagine, imagine if you were working, you have this job, you're Mm -hmm. making a decent salary, you're paying your monthly bills, you're putting away money for retirement, and you're doing the things that you want to do, but you're based on this particular salary. And if your boss came to you and said, you know what, for the next year, because business is tight, we're going to give you a 20% pay cut. Could you do that? Do you even want to be faced with that? It, no, it doesn't make sense to take that, right? Right. It doesn't make sense to have that pay cut. So from our perspective, the notion that the market could take a a, a drop, that we could swoon in June, you know, the, the, the fact that the market could drop 10, 20, 30, 40%, like, well, it dropped, what, 10 and 20% in November, December mm-hmm. of last year. So the fact that that could happen, the fact that we've lost better part of, you know, between five and 10%, depending on which part of the market you were, were in, just in May alone, The fact that all those things could happen and the fact that you could be exposed to that, that just says to us that you have not done proper planning. It does not make sense to expose your portfolio to the ups and downs of the market, especially the part you need to live in.
2: Yeah, and that's the part that Mike and I always look at when it comes to planning for retirement for our clients, is we bifurcate the assets. We're going to set aside money to secure that income stream so that no matter what happens in the stock market, you have that $4,000, 5000 $8,000 a month that you need to live on. Everything else that's not set aside for retirement, that is money that you can set out there in the market. That is money that you can subject to those ups and downs because if that money goes up 10%, that's mm-hmm. great for you. That money goes down 10%, that's not great, but it's not impacting your day-to-day living in retirement. It's all about taking the right amount of risk. In your portfolios,
1: because this is such a big deal, people are concerned that their life savings could be on the line here with the market going up and down. I know that you guys have a book called Stress Free Retirement from uh, national best-selling retirement author Patrick Kelly. I want to play this clip from him, and he talks about the power of not losing money, and I think this is going to resonate with a lot of folks that are in that situation right now.
2: Folks, listen: the power of not losing money and still beating inflation on the upside is all you need to do to have a
1: successful retirement. And that pretty much sums it all. Chapter seven in the book is called Never Underestimate the Power of Zero, Never Take a Loss. Mike connect folks listening right now hear that and they say, well, never take a loss. Is that possible? Or are they thinking, you know, there's no way that that is true? absolutely you can allocate your portfolio
0: in such a fashion that you will never take a loss I mean you're always going to have some sort of risk involved whether Mm -hmm. it's interest rate risk or market risk or you know uh, inflation risk you're going to always have some risk and it's a matter of measuring the risk that you're willing to assume Now, from our perspective you always want to take the least amount of risk necessary to accomplish your goals Yeah, we've told this story before in the past we had a client come in from uh, our show gosh it's been a couple years ago they came into our Bethesda office and the first thing she said to us when she sat down was, she was sick and tired of watching her portfolio. Now they had an $8 million portfolio, but she was sick and tired of watching her portfolio go up and down like crazy, you know, up and down four and $500,000 in any given year. It was driving her nuts. And after having a long conversation with her and, and determining that, you know, her income needs were being met, her and her husband were both retired federal employees with wonderful pensions. They actually had long term care already in place. And their sole goal, their goal with this money was to make sure it was passed on to their children as efficiently as possible and efficiently as possible is important because tax planning is always part of the, the conversation you want to have. But mm-hmm. f- from this perspective, we asked them, you know, is the $8 million, does it need to grow? Does it need to just keep ahead of inflation? You know, what exactly do you want to pass to the two daughters, as the case may be? In their situation, they said, we just want to make sure that $8 million goes to our two girls. It's the equivalent of $8 million. It doesn't need to grow to $10 million. It doesn't need to go to $20 million. We just want to make sure this $8 million plus inflation is attacked when we pass away to go to the daughters. So Ryan and I sat down with them and we showed them a portfolio. And what we designed was a portfolio made up of CDs, treasuries, fixed annuities, and index annuities. And what we were shooting for was about a 5% rate of return. We wanted to stay marginally ahead of inflation and to be able to pay the taxes on this. And what it did was, because we all know CDs, FDIC insured, mm-hmm. treasuries backed by the federal government. A fixed annuity is, is basically a, an interest rate guaranteed by the insurance company that you buy it from. Uh, Fixed index annuity is is loosely based on some index in the stock market, you get some sort of connection to the stock market. So you get some sort of stock market returns. You might not get them all, but what they all promise you is that you won't lose money. The, the annuities are insured by the insurance companies. FDIC takes care of the CDs. The federal government backs the, the treasuries. So we designed a program that they could not lose money in the stock market. Now they were subject to interest rate fluctuations. If interest rates went up, their CDs could lose money because they're not as valuable same thing as their treasuries could go down. But as long as we were holding them to, to maturity, the ups and downs of the markets and the changes to the interest rate did not matter. The overall plan was such that we were able to deliver upon death million to their daughters adjusted it. And we took into account 3.6% inflation. And Mm -hmm. I know that's high compared to what it really is, but we knew that inflation goes up and down over time. And like I said, we were shooting for about a 5% overall return because we wanted to be able to pay the taxes as we were earning money on these accounts. Because at the end of the day, they wanted to make sure that $8 million was there. It doesn't matter how much you make, it's how much you you keep. keep. (laughs) So So we had to generate the tax bill. We had to generate the inflation and keep that number intact and in fact if they had lost that five hundred thousand dollars like patrick alluded to there wouldn't be enough money there to give their kids that eight million now everybody doesn't have eight million dollars but it's all relative Mm -hmm. right i don't care if you have a hundred thousand i don't care if you have five hundred thousand i don't care if you have a million nobody likes the pain of losing the money especially when they have a plan in place
2: you're listening to the savvy investor radio
1: it could be one of the biggest threats to your retirement, and that is the obligation you have to provide financially for your adult children. We're going to talk about that coming up next. These guys have a lot of experience with that. How do you navigate against that? We'll stay with us. So, uh, Mike, we've and Ryan, we've talked about this before here on the show, but it's a topic uh, that now with summertime, you know, kids are are back from college, grandkids perhaps at this point are off for summer. So let's bring this topic up, and that is. Feeling obligated to pay for your adult children. Uh, Jill Schlesinger says that it's one of the biggest threats facing our retirement today. I start to hear these stories about people who say, oh, you know, I got a second mortgage on my house because my kid needs this, or I'm not going to put money in my own 401k because my kid's moving home and I need to have some or money help them free to help them with their car payments, keep them on all their insurance, whatever it is. How are we creating financially independent kids if you are enabling them? Again, there's something different between having a safety net and actually doing a little bit too much and again, as that retirement is looming, you cannot make a mistake. Mike, I remember you saying that that you can take a loan out for your kid's college or to help them out, but you cannot take a loan out for your retirement. Why do people get in trouble with this? Well, I think what happens is, like all of us, I mean, all three of us are parents mm-hmm. and, and I don't
0: care how old your kids are, they're always your, your babies, right? And, and you always wanna make sure that they're safe and secure. The problem is, and, and, and we just alluded to it here, the problem is is that in order for you to be in a position to take care of them, you have to be in a position to take care of yourself first. One of my favorite clients, they're absolutely wonderful people, um, they came to us, they were retired from AT&T and, and Verizon, And we sat down with them, we created an incredible income plan for them. Um, They had an opportunity in their situation instead of taking their pensions, we actually did, and we don't do this very often, but we actually took a, a lump sum distribution instead of taking their pensions because we could actually create more income for them than their pensions were going to create. So, I mean, we did a lot of planning. We did a lot of tax planning. And when it was all said and done, they have a very stable income and their income is still very, very secure. But they had about $500,000 of what we call wiggle room, mm-hmm. kind of play money that that wasn't earmarked to create income for themselves. So, and we had this $500,000 cushion that they could use for whatever they wanted. And they were 62 years old. And like we say uh, every week on the show, you spend more money in the first 10 years of your life between your, your honey-do list and your bucket list and your round-to-it list. So we want this extra money because, you know, there's always things that we don't think about that come up out of the blue. So we had this $500,000 worth of wiggle room. And over the course of three years, they literally spent Every penny on it, wow, helping their kids mm. between helping with private school for their their grandchildren who were who were going into high school to putting down payments on houses to paying off debts so they could buy houses, they blew through five hundred thousand dollars of wiggle room in three years and and it 's not that their income has changed. I mean they still have the same amount of income, which is why Ryan and I are so adamant about making sure that whatever income you need to have It needs to be safe and secure, and why we always tell people that, I don't care if you buy an annuity, I don't care if you put money in preferred stocks, I don't care if you put money in the stock market, if you need X amount of money per year to live on, it takes a number to produce that. It's a math problem. Mm -hmm. So if you need $50,000 a year, and I'm just making this up, you need $50,000 a year, well you have to have a million dollars in an account to produce that 50,000. That's just just simple math. And you can't ever spend that million dollars on anything else, because once you take $100,000 out of that for anything else, helping your kids out, whatever it happens to be, you no longer have 50,000 of your income. So Ryan and I always wanna secure your income first and then we wanna have that flexibility. So certainly in this situation, we were able to give them that income that they wanted to have, but by them helping their kids, they took away all the flexibility that they had to do the extras in life, to go out and, and explore the world the way they had talked about because they spent it on their kids first. Now, fortunately for them, we had already... Secured their income, but had we not done that, had they tried to do this on their own, they'd been in world trouble because they would still be giving money to their kids. Mm. It's absolutely insane. You cannot have a successful retirement, you cannot help your children out
1: until you make sure you take care of yourself first. The plan is to have you not run out of money and to have the income that you need for 20 to 30 years in retirement. But as we're talking about this very delicate subject, Ryan. You guys walk a tightrope because if your client wants to spend, uh, like Mike said, this money on this, do, do you say no or do you try to, to, to show them the math? Uh, what do you do at that point? You know, Mike and I always tell our clients that if you're going to make
2: a decision about something that has a dollar sign attached to it, we should be part of that conversation. And when it comes to People helping their kids, or, or or people wanting to give their their children fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, for their to buy a house or to buy a car or whatever it really happens to be, it is a calculation that we show them that we say, all right, if you do this, here's the impact that it could potentially have. On your retirement, I had a client up in our our Towson office where every single year he'd be coming in for review and he would just tell me, oh, I gave my daughter $30,000 out of my 401k, Wow! so here's the new balance. And Mm -hmm. when I'm running the numbers after the fact, quite frankly, was that, all right, well, if you gave him, if you gave her $30,000- now your retirement, we have to move back six months. We have to move back another six months. we got to move back a year. All right, if you don't want to work past 72, you have to stop giving your daughter money. Otherwise, the, the lifestyle that you want to have in retirement, that income that you want to have for, for you and your wife so that you can't outlive that income stream will change. You have to stop. And eventually, I don't want to say I, I forced him into it, but I, I just blatantly said that, all right, if you don't stop doing this, I can't help you anymore. Our plan will not work. Um, he ultimately did stop and he did end up retiring, but he retired at 72. But the original plan for him when when he decided that he was gonna come in and see me is that he wanted to retire at 66. He did this for six years and pushed his retirement back six more years. That is truly uh, changing the way your retirement life should be because he took six years off his retirement life that's typically going to last you 30 to 40 years. You want to make sure that no matter what happens in retirement, you're going to have the income that you want to have every single month. You want to know exactly what is going to happen. I want to be able to retire at 65. I want to retire at 66, 70, whatever that number happens to be. We want to make sure we set up that plan and keep you on that plan, keep you on that road to retirement.
0: Thanks for listening to the Savvy Investor radio podcast brought to you by ProStatus Financial. For more info on Mike and Ryan to schedule a consultation or upcoming workshop and radio times, go to thesavvyinvestortv.com.
1: Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Mike Kinnett and Ryan Herbert are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products. Insurance licensed in Maryland.